0: here's a message from Ken Lavica. It may not be the greatest show or performance in the history of radio, but I promise you this, I ain't going 0 for 9 for 3. From 3. Stone Lebanowitz, hit that open.
1: On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live.
0: Presented
2: by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. <laughs> Turn
1: it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 1063.
0: And we are, as Bruce Buffer would say, live from our ESPN West Palm Studios, it is Brother Love, Jade to the Sea in for klv who continues the vacation at what Stone calls a freaky-deaky adults-only vacation resort somewhere in Jamaica. Is it that freaky? I mean, uh, uh, is it is it that kind of? Is it like hedonism club? He, you don't know. Yesterday was kinky. Today it's freaky. Freaky-deaky. Either, either one works. Freaky-deaky. It is Ken Living alive Live till 2 p.m., and I'll be filling it alongside Stone LeBan, which you can always hit us up. Eight 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 seven six zero espn 888 760 and of course, tweet at me, what's my Twitter again, Josh On Air? Josh On Air. I just changed it, so I don't know. Or you can tweet at Stone Labanowicz if you can figure out how to spell his last name. So last night, we had a good game once again in the NBA Finals for just the second time out of five goal rounds, a good game with late lead change, third quarter outcome very much in doubt and then the Warriors just were better in the fourth quarter than the Celtics were, we saw almost a flip of what we've seen in the script, and that is Warriors dominate the third, and then Celtics take over the fourth. But the Celtics' fourth quarter problems have been not just game five, but then game four, and it was what I was telling you about yesterday. Yeah, it was. They do not win in clinch time in the final four minutes. Yesterday, it didn't apply because the lead was beyond um, the four or five-point threshold. But I'll tell you what. The Celtics now have themselves a problem because they got to win two out of two, and the Warriors need one out of the possible two, if need be. I think Boston's basically on life support at
3: this point. Really? I do. Life support already? I do. Why? When we spent a whole 30, 45 minutes talking about how bad they were in the fourth, and then they went out on that court and did exactly what we thought they were going to do. I mean, when is it going to change? You have one more left in the chamber, maybe two, but I don't see it changing even at home. They just don't put the ball in the basket in the fourth. They ran away with it. The same way Boston opened up that third quarter with the 12-0, 10-0 run, Golden State did the same thing, smacked them right in the
0: mouth. 3-1 is life support. 3-0 is last rights. 3-2, I think you're jumping, if you want to use a gun analogy, I think you're jumping that starter pistol. I think you're jumping that gun. How do you get to a team playing at home? They'll be favored. or 170 on the money line in game six yeah. to say that they are on life support. You know they've been phenomenal on the road. We talked yesterday, all these statistical anomalies, all these bizarre statistics. It's a finals unlike any I've ever seen, and I've been watching the NBA Finals since the mid-'80s. I mean, I'm old enough to remember those mid-'80s NBA Finals on CBS with Dick Stockton on the call and Tommy Heinsohn doing color. Damn. Brother, I'm telling you, that there is an excellent chance we see a game seven. And by we, I mean you guys, because I'll be in the south of France, and that won't start for me until 3 (laughs) a.m. And I'm not looking forward to that. I'm excited about flying to the south of France tomorrow. I'm not excited about watching game six, and I checked the time on this. It's going to be Friday morning, 3 a.m. for me. So do I stay up? That's the question. Do I stay up to 3 a.m. and watch it? Or do I go to sleep and then set an alarm to wake up at 3 to watch Game 6? I
3: think you set an alarm. I guess it depends how Thursday night
0: goes. Because, you know, we'll be out and about.
3: (laughs) That much is true. I think you set an alarm and watch the full game highlights just as if you were watching it
0: live. No, 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 no highlights. No. Uh, If you're setting an alarm.
3: You know I meant full game. Every single play you need to watch the entire game. Are we we still going to be sleeping? What time will it be when you wake up and
0: watch it? What time will it be over here in the States? Bro, I'm telling you. I just just told you, 9 o'clock here p.m. is 3 a.m. in the south of France. It's six hours ahead. So at 9 p.m. when they're getting ready to tip, for me there, it'll be 3 a.m. You you understand how time zones work, yes or no? It's not my strength. Okay. Just so you know, there, like right now, is happening right now. The only difference between here and there is that it's 12.06 p.m. in the east coast of the United States. And it's 6.06 over there in the south of France. It almost for a second seemed like you thought that there happens later, and if that's the case, I could bet the game because I'd already know what happened, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, if it were the case, I'd be like, well, I already know who won because, you know, the space-time continuum has been, you know, disrupted by Stone Labanowicz and his DeLorean.
3: Yeah, if that was the case, let's move to France and just bet on every
0: single one of these wouldn't games. would be great if, depending on where you lived, you could know what already happened? <laughs> yes. The whole world would just live there,
3: and then the <laughs> games wouldn't even be able to be played. We just put futures in well beyond the outcome. I love
0: you, it. You're like, I know the Warriors will so win by 10. How do you know that? Well, because it already happened. We, oh, we, we live here. It'd be like, just trust me. You show up at the bar and you're like, hey, they're going to win by 10 tonight. Everybody
3: put your bets in. And you just leave there with a couple thousand dollars each and every night. There's a game going on. Yeah,
0: that on. sounds like Biff from Back to the Future too, <laughs> when he got the uh, sports almanac. Yes. Um, This is not a life support situation. If you want to tell me... What you see in someone, what you see in a matchup or discrepancy or disparity, fine, do that. But I got a hard time with your overreaction recency bias, buying into your argument that a team that has been um, pretty good throughout the series in the postseason, who is now a minus 170 money line favorite in a game six at home, how it is they're on life support. 18 turnovers
3: leading to 22 points. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't stop turning the ball over. 10 missed free throws. They've been a horrible free throw shooting team this entire finals. And there's a few things that I really think. Well put no, them ta-
0: on, take these things categorically because you're throwing like five things at me all at once. So let's, so let's just let's go let's go categorically. You want to go turnovers, great. Yeah. So what we've seen is a Celtic team that has been careless with the ball. Yeah. Mathematically, do you know how bad they are in turning the ball over, allowing for opposition points? They're the third worst all time. Mm. We are five games into the 2022 NBA Finals. This is the third worst instance of turning the ball over, allowing for opposition points. Do you know who number one and number two are? Those were the early 90s Bulls teams with Michael wow. and Scotty. They turned you over and then ran out and Michael and they scored. and then they, this, is, this is the third worst team. In a finals performance for turnovers and points allowed off of.
3: Yeah, I'm tired of watching Jason Tatum. So that's a valid point. It's a very valid point. That you're making. For sure. And and I'm so sick and tired of watching Jason Tatum dribble drive. Want a foul call, throw his hands up, and not play any defense. The Warriors are so good in transition – so it's just annoying like uh, to not take that coaching. Like, Get back on defense. He throws his hands up. He looks at the ref, looks at the crowd. By the time he gets past half court, Steph Curry's throwing Look, up a three or somebody's down in the th- cup. There
0: are some things that need to be said that people are afraid to say, so I'm just going to go ahead and say them. First of all, Celtics coach, very, very selfish. His name is literally spelled I-me. I mean, it's all about him. I love that. His name is literally spelled I-me. Selfish guy. Got a technical last night you yes. saw. Yes. Uh, Ime Odoku. Let's talk about Marcus Smart for a moment. I know I said it on Twitter. I know we said it on JC and the home team, four to six PM worldwide on ESPN app and on Smart Speakers, and here in South Florida on ESPN one oh six three. Marcus Smart is one of those rare instances where his name actually is his persona. His last name is Smart. That kid, as they say in Boston, is Wicked Smart. He's Wicked Smart. You know you smell smart? How you spell it in Boston? Double A. S M A H H H T. Wicked Smart. Okay. Marcus Smart, super smart, but Marcus Smart looks physically—he looks like if Oscar the Grouch had a brother, but they got different daddies. He looks like the half brother of Oscar the Grouch.
3: You did an on-air debate for the home team if that was the case, and they didn't vote it. I would have voted that he looks just
0: like that. He, he looks like Oscar the Grouch had a br- same eyebrows, same hair, same facial features. Yes, um, but he's not as cranky. Right, it, but when he's mic'd up, Marcus Smart, you hear him go, "I need you to go up on that." Then when they slide, she, he's a coach on the floor. So elaborate, yeah. He, re- I mean, he's a super smart kid. Um, let's talk about Steph Curry's mom for a moment, because I know this divorce has been tough on her. She was the prettiest mom in the NBA, and now you could <laughs> tell like she ain't sleeping that well. But what's going on? Speaking of Ken Lavica being at a freaky deaky adults only <laughs> sex resort, what is going on with the Curry parents now dating a couple that used to be? Mary, they've literally pulled a 1970s wife swap.
3: Yeah, it's like there's cameras around. I'm only 23 years old, so I'm not... Is that all you are? I'm not, yeah. unbelievable. I'm not the one to be trusted here when we're talking about marriages, divorces, but this is the wildest thing between a couple that I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't
0: want a 30 for 30 on the Curry brothers. I don't want a 30 for 30 on on Steph Curry coming out of Davidson, the baby face assassin and who knew. I want a 30 for 30 devoted to just this weird sex wife swap between Curry's parents and this other couple. Someone brought it up. They go, those people look like someone said, you know, um, Del Curry, his new girlfriend, And um, Sonia Curry, her new boyfriend, they look like they could have been married. And then somebody did their homework and goes, "Hey guys, uh, they were. (laughs) They literally they were."
3: And if nobody, if he didn't reply, that I don't know if we would have actually found out. I I mean, somewhere along the road we would have. But there's some stuff going on, and when we get the backstory and how this all happened, it will be a. Did you
0: Did you know there was a uh, there was teammates in the '70s, and I, I didn't, you know, obviously wasn't aware of it at the time. But I, I read about teammates, I think they played for the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox, and they wife-swapped. They swapped families. I mean, I, I hate swapped, it. They like, the one dude moved into the other dude's house and assumed his wife and kids, and then his teammate did the exact same thing over um, for his. It was, it was a, literally a wife-family swap. I mean,
3: it hurts my stomach hearing about it. What's Steph Curry's Why? wife name?
0: Um, Ayesha.
3: Aisha. There's been talks around them having an open relationship. So maybe to it's just each how the their fam- own. To, uh, to, of course, to each their own. But I guess it just runs in the family. I guess it's just how they get down.
0: They were just the prettiest, most perfect little couple. Where it was like, there's Steph Curry's parents. There's his father, Dale, the great sharpshooter himself, back too, in the day. Too good to be true. And his gorgeous mom, Sonia. <laughs> and, and then this year, we're like, hold on a second. Who's her new dude? And they're like, wait a second. Who's his new girl? Why do they? And then someone finds like their wedding photo and goes, "Look at these people were married." <laughs> I think the Currys are swingers.
3: I, I think Del Curry came out on top here though because the wife that he now obtained is a lot better looking than Sonia. You don't know that. The, You don't well, know I, that. What do you mean? I got eyeballs. What? And the husband and that, that. Sonia now has, he's got no hair left. That. He looks a little chunky. You don't know that.
0: Maybe her breast tank. You don't know. That's you can't true. make these assumptions. That's Maybe her true. feet smell like Doritos. That is true. She takes her true. shoes off. It's like a cat box. Got, you don't know. She got Ramonda. Yeah, okay, fine see that's going too far now stone whoa whoa sometimes you reveal yourself as 23 remember i've had a 23 year career your entire (laughs) life so i know what i can can't what we should shouldn't you're you're crossing the line a little bit okay i apologize this is a 70s swinger party though and they're lucky that i'm not on the broadcast because they'd be like swing past the curry and i'd be like speaking (laughs) of swinging how about his parents that's good how about his parents the old fishbowl party you ever heard of a fishbowl party? I have not. Do we ever need like, um, wah-wah pedal, like 70s kind of waka-waka-waka music?
3: I'll tell you what, fishbowl sounds a lot worse than formunda but...
0: No, fishbowl party is not bad at all. It's literally a fishbowl. We don't need the music, don't worry about it. So okay, no. I, I think we have it. In the 70s, there was this weird thing apparently called a fishbowl party, where like people's, you know, adults would all show up at someone's house, and they would drop their house key into a fishbowl. They would drop their house key. The guys would drop the house key into the fishbowl. And then everyone would get drunk on their Harvey wall bangers and uh, screwdrivers and these weird drinks that they concocted in the 70s. And then at the end of the night, the ladies would reach into the fishbowl, pull out a key, and that's who she was going home with. Okay, this gets worse. So everyone's I parents, hate this. yeah, everyone's parents were going home with their friends' parents and having these weird 70s swinger deals. That's what the Currys are doing right now.
3: Yeah, they are of that age. I bet you if they if you asked them if they know what a fishbowl party was. They're not of course. that age. No.
0: Dell Curry's what? 60 years old?
3: Yeah, so so how old are you? How old is he in the 70s? Well, if
0: it's 1975, that's 47 years ago. He's 13.
3: Oh, so okay. He's not familiar with these. (laughs) Thank you very much. He's not familiar with these.
0: Do the math, young man. Do the math. (laughs) That's not the strength. I told you Sunday night, I watched back-to-back on uh, on basic cable commercials. I watched uh, Independence Day and then Armageddon. Both those movies are older than you, which blows my mind, because I saw both in the theater. I'm a big
3: fan of Armageddon, Independence Day, not so much.
0: Correct. Armageddon is a masterpiece. Yes. Is a masterpiece. Michael Bay has made tremendous films. I got to go to a Super Bowl party. Uh, the night before, the big give party at his house on Star Island. And, uh, and, he, and he walked in the kitchen, and all I kept thinking was, don't talk about Armageddon. Don't talk about oh, Armageddon. Oh, you can't be that guy. Don't No. And don't talk about, like, I never talk to, you know, celebrities about their line of work. Yeah. It's never, hey, man, big fan, or whatever. It may be, ooh, are those crab cakes? Pass that over here. Stop bullgarting those crab cakes. But it's never like, hey, just want to let you know that I thought Armageddon was a masterpiece. And I really enjoyed, you know, the lighting. And and, and 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 you know, some of the editing I know that wasn't yours, but just want to say that the soundtrack, the score was unbelievable. He gets that from every dope at Walmart Maybe. every single day of his life. I doubt Michael Bay goes to Walmart.
3: That is true. That's the best I could come up with. Where is he going?
0: At that point Marcus? There were <laughs> to get what? Target Walmart. Probably Target. Probably target guy. Probably target. Michael Bay probably a target guy. But Armageddon to me is a cinematic masterpiece in a lot of ways. I used to be obsessed with that movie. In fact, I bought my first surround sound, like my first home theater sound setup, for that movie. Oh, when that Four. bombs ticking down.
3: It, as, as a young kid, I don't know how old I was when I first watched it, but it was probably I mean, like twenty-one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: probably two years ago. Yeah, probably one that long
3: ago. No, 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 it was long. It was long. I would go probably like thirteen, I, and I think that it was the most intense movie. Like. It was the movie that had me going the most or the most nervous for characters than I've ever experienced.
0: And you're dumb and you're young and you're like, oh my God. He's going to totally, die. Totally plausible. They could land their stupid little shuttle things on an asteroid. Oh, I believed it all. And they could stay on it while it hurtles through space and then they could <laughs> dig a hole and blow it up. So this is totally plausible when you're 13. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, I saw it in my 20s and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> this could really happen. No, it probably couldn't happen. 888-760-ESPN if you want to get in and onto the conversation. And of course, you can tweet at this show for today while I'm filling in for KLV at Josh on Air. Correct? Stone wants me to take a call. Where am I going? We got Leo in Riviera. He says, let me chime in on Armageddon. Leo in Riviera Beach. You're on Count LeVica Live on ESPN 1063. Leo, what's happening?
4: What's up, JC and the home team for KLV? What's up,
0: guys? And Thanks I don't want to miss a thing. What it do, baby? You, you, can't, I was... you can't talk Armageddon, Leo. You can't think Armageddon without thinking Aerosmith and Steven Tyler singing,
1: Don't want to miss a thing.
4: And, and Liv Tyler in that movie is amazing. Gorgeous. But anyway, um, <laughs> she's gorgeous. But yeah, that was, that was one of the first movies. I was, let's see, when did it come out? Um 1998. Armageddon. 1998. Yeah. So I was 11. Born 1987. I was I was 11, and I was like starting to get into those, you know, teenagers. 11, 12, 13, and like so, I went to the movies by myself to see it because I was like, oh man, this looks like a great movie. Nobody else wanted to see it.
0: You cried. And, you cried. You cried. Don't yeah, I, lie. You I
4: cried. I I I was bawling <laughs> at the end of the movie because I could not. I could not. And it was one of the only movies that I've ever cried to because I could not get my, like my heart was broken when, when Bruce
0: Willis sacrificed whoa, whoa, himself. Whoa, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert, spoiler alert, <laughs> no, Leo, there's no spoiler alert, here, Leo, okay. Leo, spoiler, be considerate of others that haven't seen it yet, it's only been in theaters <laughs> for 24, four years, uh, you were, you were how old was you, yeah, you were 12, you were 12? You were 12? I, yeah, I was like
4: 11, 12, and, uh,
0: I love the it was just
4: one of the most, it was one of the most, uh, effective movies for me that I've ever seen. Like it like to this day I still think about Armageddon every time I hear Aerosmith, you know, that song, just it it takes me back to that movie. Seeing seeing Bruce Willis push you know Ben Affleck out of there and push him back Whoa, in. and, and spoilers! Like, no, I'm.
1: So- <laughs> Spoiler! What are you doing? What are you
4: doing? <laughs> Come on, man! It's Armageddon. What are you? It hit me that hard. So I just want to say, yeah, it's a masterpiece. You are correct, 100%. Guys, Leo, appreciate, appreciate
0: the call. Thank you for joining us on Camelviga Live. Are you amazed? I haven't made a mistake yet. With the name of the show, and that I haven't said you're on. It's been all yesterday. I haven't made a mistake yet. Flawless execution. It's amazing.
3: And also, your, here's a
0: message from Ken Levick, It was kick ass. Well, that's what I'm here for. Prior preparation. Prior what? Yeah. Anyway, back to Armageddon. He, so he's 12 years old, and you remember, he went by himself. So he, he's a 12-year-old kid in the movie theater by himself for a science fiction um, action comedy With a little bit of heartstring. Oh, yeah. And so, meanwhile, he's bawling, and here's the problem he's 12. The lights come on immediately, and they're like, "Um, Did you lose your mommy? (laughs) Are you like, they think he's a lost kid. I mean, your mom has to drop you off at the movie theater in the first place. No, but they—they're like, are you, they see a little kid crying by himself, and people aren't assuming like this kid is crying because of the movie. He's not <laughs> that much of a wuss. He probably lost his parents,
3: right? He's lost. Yeah, or if I'm in that movie theater and I'm a little older than him, I think I he got stood see. up on a date, maybe like a middle school girl, middle middle school age. That's that age, and he just got stood up on a date. She didn't want to come see him again. With I,
0: him. I'm not thinking that's so if the movie's over and there's a 12 year old boy by himself in the theater crying, <laughs> sitting there. I'm like, you lost your parents, didn't you? Because <laughs> I know you didn't cry from this. I know, right. I know you didn't cry from this, because you could see this coming from a mile away. Yeah, If you're paying attention to the movie, you see it coming. I want to hear your Steven Tyler Aerosmith opening line of that song. I would stay awake just to hear you breathing. Is it breathing? I don't know, know the melody. You. I don't know how it goes. I would give it to you. I could stay awake just to see you breathing. That's you got to do the Steven Tyler. That? Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. I've actually hung out with both of Liv Tyler's parents, but never met her. I've hung out with Steven Tyler a couple times. Yeah, he's cool as hell.
3: Seems like a good time.
0: Oh my god, he's the coolest. Um, my boy Tony Bon Jovi, the legendary record producer and recording engineer, he lives down in Fort Lauderdale, and he's recorded everyone. If I mean, we'll call him right now. You name a name. Let's well, do it. Well, you may be like Little Dirk, and they'd be like, oh, "Whoa, whoa, what is that?" Okay, because Tony's like seventy-five years old now, but. Tony worked with everyone, and someone asked him once on my show, JC and the home team, because he would come on for four hours, and callers would just be like, what about Madonna? He's like, I worked with Madonna, we recorded her at Power Station Studios, my studios in New York, and I remember she ordered out for food, and she didn't get food for anybody else, just for herself. Luther Vandross, he would order out and get food for everyone. If you were a janitor, you ate. Everyone, he would take an order, and then you ate on China with silverware and cloth napkins.
3: Did you guys name the segment, like, Storytime with Bon
0: Jovi? Or Uh, I guess Tony? Tony? No, no. It was just, like, Tony's here. People, the audience knew. And they They, would call in, like, Frank Sinatra. And he's like, I recorded Frank Sinatra one time. (laughs) And I remember he told his driver, circle the block. Don't even bother parking. Because Frank Sinatra was famous for giving you one take. That's it. So he walks in, and he says to me, and he says, Mr. Sinatra, and he says, call me Frank. And then, because Tony's little, Tony's like five, six and a half, and Sinatra was like five, seven. Frank Sinatra was like five, seven. I didn't know that. Frank Sinatra was like you on recruiting trips. He would wear lifts in his shoes. Hey, get it how you live, baby. No, no, your mom wasn't buying you lifts, she was buying you inserts, like, like, like arch support plantar fasciitis, and that would give you an extra inch. No,
3: they were they were lifts. They were like oh. two and a half inch lifts, and they were
0: basically like oh a my shoe. God, hook. so you were you were so your 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 heel was almost coming out of the back of your
3: sneaker. Uh, I could not run. When I would go to school and class like and get chased around the classroom, I could not run because my heel would just come out and it would be my, my toes would carry the shoe everywhere.
0: This was when you were on recruiting trips for football. Yeah. But when you say school, not like normal, you didn't wear the lifts at, at school at it. Yes, I did
3: because what during the spring season- Your went, whole life is a lie. My whole life is a lie. Listen, when coaches oh would come God. to visit you in spring, that would be the season, right? That coaches from Western Kentucky, coaches from- Bowling, Green, Maryland, wherever. they got to come shake your hand, right? Let's say they had a yeah. wide receiver you wanted to recruit. Hey, I want you to meet my quarterback, Stone. So I'd get a call. I'd be in geometry class. Hey, come see coach. You know, So
0: you wore lifts in your – have you talked about this on the show? Plenty of times. Okay. So you wore lifts in your sneakers through your junior year of high school in case coaches were going to be around that you would appear to be taller than you are.
3: Yes. It was realistically sophomore through senior
0: year. You and Frank Sinatra have so much in common. <laughs> you wore lifts in your shoes. And you both have heard the name Tony Bon Jovi. Yeah, because that coach would come to <laughs> that coach would come to school and he would have me
3: on that list, maybe, and it would be five ten, right? And he was like, ah, this kid's too small. Let me see. And then I would turn the corner. He'd be like, damn. And then he would re- report back to his head coach, hey, he wasn't as small as it seems. He was big. He yeah, was like near that six-foot mark.
0: Yeah, because you were wearing lifts in your shoes. Mm, and, I,
3: and I had bought like Adidas shocks where they already had an extra inch so, or two on So you on were
0: them. picking out sneakers to make you even taller. Yes, I was. I love that. So much. your Kyler Murray size uh, Yeah, is what you are. A good 5'9". Yeah, you're your Kyler Murray, like people are like, Kyler Murray, that's Stone. Stone is the kind of, uh, you know, except for you're probably um, more accurate than he is. Probably a little more accurate. Definitely slower. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and physically slower as well. (laughs) Mentally, you mean? Without question. Without question. (laughs) Um, Steven Tyler, hung out with him a few times. Super nice guy. Liv Tyler's mom, um, her name was BB BB Buell, or is, rather, and um, hung out with her in Nashville a couple years ago, actually at a Steven Tyler concert. She's friends with my buddy A.J. Calvin, and uh, she's a sweet lady. But Liv Tyler in that film is, is gorgeous. She has porcelain like skin. She looks like a porcelain doll.
3: Yeah. A lot of the time I feel like it, it, it's almost more fun to hang out with those people's parents, right? To see where they came from and how they sure. were groomed and how they grew up for sure. Like who they got it from.
0: And I think for most to live Tyler's early childhood, she was told and they were led to believe that her father was like Todd Rundgren, who's a totally different rock star until it was obvious that was Steven Tyler's daughter in appearance. And they're like, yeah, here's the truth. That's yeah. who your daddy really is. You got to love the, these, these, um, these groupie chicks though. Of like the 60s and 70s that aren't really sure who the baby daddy is. Because, you know, well, there's that rock star, there's this rock star. There's that rock star. I watched my boy star. Don Brewer set before you got to the concert on Friday night. Grand Funk Railroad sang We're an American Band. Oh, My boy Don Brewer wrote that song. He's the drummer. He sings on the song. He's the singer on that song. And he says, out on the road for 40 days, the first line of the song, out on the road for 40 days, last night in Little Rock, had me in a haze. Sweet Sweet Connie was doing her act She had the whole show And that's a natural fact Sweet Sweet Connie was a legendary music groupie So she was known by all the bands That if you went to that town She was going to take care of you Uh huh. And so when he says Sweet Sweet Connie was doing her act She had the whole show That's a natural fact That means that the entire band Yes, it's what you think it is. The 70s were disgusting, which takes us back to Steph Curry's parents, which takes us back to topic A today, and that is the weird wife swap. I'm not here to judge anyone, but it is, it is unusual that those parents would split and then immediately start dating another couple that themselves just recently split. That, to me, is fascinating.
3: Just, I don't know about fascinating for me. For me, it's brutal and uncomfortable, but hey. I'll learn one day.
0: How hard is it to be Seth Curry? How hard is it to be Seth Curry? His brother is better at basketball, more paid, more famous, and better looking, and he's the little brother out of the whole thing.
3: I think you can look at it from another angle. There's no pressure on you. He's a great shooter. Oh, I as don't know well. about that because he's a people, starter on an NBA team and he's a millionaire.
0: Yeah, but people go, "Oh, yeah, but he's not. He's not the good one." Like literally, they go, "Oh, he's, but he's not the good one." He had a really good postseason. Did you ever see an episode of Hard Knocks? with the Cincinnati Bengals, when Carson Palmer was their quarterback. Yes. Carson Palmer's got an identical twin. I think his name is Jordan. Jordan. And he's a quarterback coach now, too. Yeah, he is. In the episode episode of Hard Knocks, because some people just are not self-aware. There's a dad and, like, a little son. And they're trying to get autographs from, you know, Bengals players. It's like during training camp, right? Yeah. And literally, literally, you hear the father say, when Jordan Palmer's there, right there, they go, the kid wants to get an autograph. And the I was, oh, no, that's not the good one. <laughs> oh. Literally. Oh, no, no, that's not the good one. And I remember thinking, people really say that out loud? As opposed to just, I don't know, being like, hey, Jordan, we'd love to get you to sign this. How hard would that be? How hard would it be? <laughs> not that hard. I, I feel like. Oh, that, no, no, that's not the good
3: one. That That's like. Athletes' problem with people and fans nowadays. Like, you treat them like objects. You treat them like they're not actually four feet in front of you if, and they can't hear you.
0: If Steph Curry is a 10 on Famous, where is Seth? Four? Nah, six. He's <laughs> a starter You're for high. The, in, one, a, of the, in the, one of the most popular cities in sports. But no one knows who he is. If Steph Curry is a 10 at basketball, what is Seth? A six. If, 10, if Steph Curry is a 10 at handsome and cute and good-looking, what is Seth? Like four?
3: Seth's better looking than
1: Steph.
0: Are you high right now?
3: Uh, we can have this debate with females. Before we can ask the show, all the
0: females in the office who's better looking. Before the show began... I swore I was like I think Stone may be on something oh, today. Come on. Are you are you on shrooms? I'm on none of that. Based on your like your show prep, your your terrible uh, show hot. sheet rundown, you're crazy. And now you're like you think Seth Curry is better looking than Steph Curry. Let's leave it up to the female gender. Let's do it. Well, I'm Let's gonna, battle it out. I'm going to tweet it out at Josh on Air. I'm going to during this break, I'm going to create a uh, a debate poll. Who's better looking? Problem is you can't post pictures and vote on Twitter simultaneous. But we'll go around the office and ask everyone, male, female, and those that haven't decided. Uh, we will show them two pictures and say, "Which one? Don't don't lead the witness. Wh- right. Which which of these two do you think is more attractive? You will find zero that say Seth Curry is the more attractive of the brothers. Zero. I think
3: they're prisoner of the moment, right? He's the greatest shooter of all time. He's going to be the finals MVP if they win. No. This guy, that. This guy, that.
0: Just based on his appearance. I, that's why I broke it down into five categories. Basketball talent, recognizability or, or fame, um, overall appearance. You know you know, their parents don't go to Seth's games. They go to Steph's games. You already know Steph is their favorite son.
3: Sonia did, in the postseason, went to the Philadelphia and Miami mm. game and mm. flew to the West Coast in the same night, in the she, same day and night. Because she was just trying to get that uh, bumble on travel mode. That's true. She was just trying to see what was up. Or her new Hunka Hunka flew her private, either one.
0: Hunka Hunka. That guy looks like you in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, he does. The hair's <laughs> gone. He's a little, he's blowing up. Here, here's the bad news that dude is 60, but he looks like you at 43. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> it's bad news for you because you are aging poorly, my friend. You are aging poorly. Coming up next, of all of the statistical craziness of this NBA Finals, of the craziness that makes no sense. The Celtics having been 7-0 and on the road. The Warriors having been 7-0 and uh, on the road. Or, I mean, um, off a loss. Of all the craziness, this stat might possibly be the most insane of them all. The most insane of the entire finals. And there's been a lot of insanity. We'll tell you what that is next. It is Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3.
1: From the Anajar and Levine Studios do in downtown West Palm Beach, we you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN again. 1063. Do it! It is Ken LaVica Live, and we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Jay to the C, Brother Love, that's
0: me. In today for KLV, who's vacationing with the Curry parents at a freaky deaky Fishbowl sex resort somewhere in Jamaica. Did I get that right? Perfect. What What if the Curry parents wanted to wife swap with Ken and his wife? And then you'd have some topics on this show. Uh, we would have plenty. Is this James Brown right here? Yeah, it is, baby. What is it, the payback? More peas. Oh, very nice. Um, we're going to go to the phone, which is something you guys know that I don't uh, love to do, but I'm happy to because this isn't my show. So I'm happy to do just that. Ernesto is where? He's in Boynton Beach. And he's on Ken Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ernesto, what's up?
2: Thank you, JC, for taking my call. Like always, I told Ken, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell all your general, your people. Thank you for taking my call and making my transition back down here to South Florida a memorable one. Well, thank you. Welcome back, um,
1: sir. Welcome back. What's up?
2: Well, not welcome back. But you guys opened up for my opened arms, and it was it was it was wonderful. Um, a fishbowl. Um, I am a product of the fishbowl. Um, my parents met at a party. They had uh, different partners back then. And uh, hold,
0: on hold on a second. Hold on a
2: second.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ernesto. Ernesto. Ernesto, hold on a second. So so Stone says, we've got a caller on hold. We're going to come back in from break. We're going to go back live. we got got a caller on hold who's got something to say about fishbowls. And I said, what was he conceived at a fishbowl party? And you're telling me that my random guess is actually true. You are the product of two people that went home together from a fishbowl party?
2: you can say that and they stayed together after that yes yes so they so, did. so yes. you're they, so, met, they met at the fishbowl party and they they but instead of instead of you know just meeting for that one night and then you know yeah. breaking apart and whatever they kind of stayed together and had a family all
0: right so ernesto your your okay your parents were actually involved with other people <laughs> and they went home with each yes, other from but the fishbowl but not married not married. Correct. But they were not married. They were not
2: married. They were just, you know, going out. Both of them were, they were going out with their, with their partners at that time. And they met at these 60s and 70s parties that, you know, at that time. Because I was always asking them, when I was young, I was like, how did you guys meet? And they always said it was at a party. It wasn't until later in life yeah. that my mom sat me down and told me what type of party it was. So how, which uh, I was shocked. How, how, oh, old, how, how old was I when she told me?
0: No, how old are you now? I am
2: fifty-one.
0: Okay, you're okay. So yeah, you definitely were a fishbowl baby. All right, got it. So you're fifty-one. <laughs> yes, I fishbowl was. Fishbowl baby. Yes. From now on, when you call in into uh, when you call into this show or the home team, you don't call into Ernesto. You say this is FBB. What <laughs> fishbowl baby? Yes. The fish they, they, you know what,
3: Josh? You gave me my name. I, and, I'm and FBB, baby. Or, or, and Nesta, when you do it, we won't tell Ken or if it's Theo or Jeanette, whoever's on. You just say, hey, it's Fishbowl, baby. We won't even
0: give him any clues. It's the Fishbowl, baby. TFBB. Fish so how how old were you when your mother sat you down and said, all right, here's how your father and I met? How old were you when that happened?
2: Um, I was 20... I'm going to say 25 and 26. Oh, my God. And the funny thing is... I was high. I was, high. I was, yeah, I was so high at that moment. It was like the most worst time of having an opportunity to talk to your parent. Yeah. She just, like, you know, I don't know what it was. It's like she grabbed that opportunity and said, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And then, at that time, I had taken a break. I was, you know, doing my own thing. And I come back and I said, like, yeah, hey, mom, sure, let's talk. And then she goes, you know, you asked me about how we met. And I said, like, yeah, you guys met at a party. He goes, yeah, but it was a special party. You know what it was? I can't remember. She saw something. It was an article or something about about that kind of monog- that, that that kind of stuff. Um, polygamy. Poly- poly- polygamy. Yes, it was a polygamy thing that she saw, and she saw that it, it kind of it, it, in her eyes. She's like, oh, and it's kind of open, so it's out there, and she kind of saw the opportunity. Like, uh, I think it's time for me to tell him. Oh, I and so, so you, she did.
0: So your so maybe it was that movie, The Ice Storm. Um, because there was a fishbowl, famous fishbowl scene in the movie *The Ice Storm*. Yes, around um, yeah, I mean that would make sense time-wise, I guess. So your
2: parents yeah, and, and the Yankee and it's and it's the Yankees that, that that thing that you were talking about it was the Yankees the Yankee players it was it was the Yankees it wasn't Red it was the Yankees Yes it, it, it was the Yankees,
5: Yankees. Yes, was All right, the Yankees. So your yes, your your,
0: your parents were kind of swingers but they weren't married to other people they just were dating other people they went to a swinger party fishbowl right. party your mom reaches in the fishbowl yep. she pulls out a house key turns out to be what would be your future pops and then uh, shortly thereafter right. how long after they went home from the party was it before you were conceived
2: Nine months later.
0: Also, oh, wait, hold on. You were the from that night. I thought you Dude, said
2: I was the. I was conceived that night.
0: The fishbowl I, I baby he said he wasn't the. the uh, I'm, I'm fishbowl baby. Ernesto, there's many more questions to ask. Unfortunately, um, we'll have Sir, to save those. I would
2: love to. I would love for another you to ask day. me. DM me, man. DM me because I follow you. So DM me. You have many questions.
0: But we'll get you back on here. We'll do it again. Thank you very much, Ernesto. Appreciate the call. I thought at the beginning of the call, he said he wasn't conceived that night on the spot, but he's saying that night, his mom reached in the fishbowl, pulled out the key. It happened to be what would be his pops. He was conceived that night.
3: Yeah. I got from the story that he was conceived that night.
0: Wow. Um, Okay. So I'm so glad I brought up the curries um, (laughs) to save rescue the show that you had planned for today and how the strangeness perhaps of the series, you know, with Boston winning all those games off a loss. Boston winning all those games on the road with the Warriors and the the fact that Boston couldn't win back-to-back games. Yeah. And the fact that this has been a bizarre strange series. You got a guy who's going to join Larry Bird from the Celtics for output of points in games in a finals since 1984 and the same guy might just set the record for lowest 2-point field goal percentage in a finals ever. Ever. You, I mean, it's been bizarre, but the most strange statistic, arguably, of the entire NBA Finals happened last night when Steph Curry went over. And if you had LeBron back in 2010, you remember not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, and then Pat Riley's face, not six, not seven. Steph Curry did the old LeBron. LeBron was talking championships. Steph was talking missed three-pointers. He went 0-9, for as you probably know by now, from three-point land. How strange is that to happen? For Steph Curry, that's very strange. How strange is it for Steph Curry to not make a three in the playoffs? 132 games? 132 postseason games. 132 postseason career games Steph Curry's played in. He made at least one three in every game. Last night, that streak ends. Bizarre. I told you, this is a bizarre world. It's interesting that Stranger Things is airing now as the NBA Finals. The final episodes are streaming as this Finals is happening because this NBA Finals is a giant episode. It's it's so far a six-part season of Stranger Things. That's a good call. Because that's strange. That's upside down. That's upside down. Hold on. It just got worse. Wait a minute. Where's the threat? Okay, this guy's safe now. Now that guy's in trouble. Steph Curry not making a three-pointer in a playoff game is something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. But, I figured he'd retire before he'd have a chance to miss and not have a three-pointer in any playoff game.
3: Yeah, or he would retire because of it. Like, oh, it's my time. I, just, I don't have that shot anymore. You have 132 postseason games, 233 games in a row in general. 233. So that he hasn't missed a
0: three-pointer. Yeah, that might be, to me, the strangest statistic of them
3: another one that i heard last oh. night was draymond green falling out for the third time in a single postseason was the most in
0: nba history um not in postseason in in, in finals finals I, he fouled yeah. out of
3: three of these five games come on i mean i think that was the most bizarre one ever but it's not because it's draymond green but at the same time it is hard to do that
0: there should be a stranger things nba finals partnership advertising marketing because these finals have been a season Of Stranger Things. What a missed opportunity. Six episodes we're going to get. Maybe seven, but six episodes we're going to get of. That's upside down. That doesn't make sense. I mean, we went through the numbers yesterday. We're not going to bore people with stats. But all you had to know is these teams couldn't win back-to-back games until the Warriors did it last night. You know, they were alternating. Remember, the Warriors lost game one at home, and they won game two at home. And then in Boston, you had the Celtics win, but then the Celtics lose. It's a, bizar- it's a bizarre series. It's a bizarre series. and Sometimes in a short sample, you get strange results. This is certainly one of those times. But Steph Curry not making a three-pointer uh, with nine attempts. And by the way, Stone, he was chasing that. <clears throat> if you watch the final minutes of the game back, he was chasing it. I mean, they, there was no need for him to be jacking up some of those threes with four minutes with three minutes left. But he was well aware, and I was like, now you're being a little selfish because the lead wasn't enormous. The lead, right. the lead was 9. The lead was 8-9. At one point, I think it was 10. And it was like, <clears throat> that's not the good look. That's not the shot. But he wanted he wanted to get his three. And
3: what made it's a it, little selfish. It, it was a little selfish. That's a good call, and it made it even worse because Andrew Wiggins was having a good game. Draymond was finally scoring. Klay Thompson was knocking down shots and getting past 20 points. So it's like, you know, we don't need you, buddy. Like, go ahead and score your 16. Give us 15-16. We got it from here. But he was being selfish. It was like he was battling himself in his own game. And there was other, nine other guys on the court.
0: Fair enough. You want me to take this call?
3: So Rocco says he knows the pitcher's name, who's I guess, was a, a wife swapper.
0: Of course he if does. You, if,
3: you want an, if you really want Rocco,
0: to. Rocco, you're on Ken LeVica Live on ESPN 106.3. JC, in for your boy today. What's going on, Rocco? How are we doing?
5: I don't remember the second pitcher, but I remember one of them was Yankee pitcher Fritz Peterson.
0: That sounds familiar. I can't
5: familiar. remember the other guy's name, but me and my brother used to joke about it all the time.
0: You and your brother used to joke about it? Why? Because you and your brother were talking about swapping wives? No, I used to. I did it myself back in the 80s. That's how I met my ex-wife. Hold kid. on a second. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, can we just hold on for a second? Now we know why Ken Levic is at some freaky-deaky swinger sex resort in Jamaica. Because his entire audience is all made up of people whose parents were swingers or are themselves wife swappers. Rocco, what the hell are you talking about? You did what with who? You traded who with what? Dude, we used to go
5: to parties that would last all weekend and we'd swap on and off every weekend. You kidding? It's just what it was.
1: Rocco, where are you from? Where are you from?
5: I was born in Miami Beach, but I was raised in Connecticut. I'm not from New York.
1: Understood.
0: And how old a man are you? What are you, in your mid, late 50s? I'm 60. I'm 60. You're 60. All right, that makes about sense. You're in that era. Okay, got it. And so the old Dude, wife, It was the 80s. <laughs> it, was, it was the 80s. I told my ex-wife when I married her, I said, listen, we can get married, but I'm going to still
5: have sex with other women.
0: She said, okay. Now, well, hold on. Was that in your vows? at Like during the during the wedding oh, ceremony?
5: Yeah, oh yeah, right. My uncle would have said that as our justice of
0: the peace, sure. Uh, Janet, do you take Rocco to be your husband, to love, to cherish, in sickness and in health, to allow to have sex with other women from weekend-long parties in Miami? I do. Yeah, no, we
5: were in Connecticut. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm
0: I'm sorry, in your your vows, when, uh, you know, permission... And permission for you to have sex with other women was being asked during the wedding ceremony. I'm sorry, your your uncle, the justice of the peace, he said Connecticut, not Miami. That's the only detail we got wrong. uh, Yeah. That's
1: it.
5: Listen, man, the the whole reason I got married was because I just took two strippers to Yankee Stadium. You kidding? So I was like, I got to do the right thing and marry this girl because
0: we're having kids left and right. Rockle, if there was a person that could epitomize Ken alive, you are it. You are exactly what this show is and, and what, what Ken is. Thank you very much, Rocco. Appreciate the call. Did you have any idea that your audience was this freaky dekey, swingerific? I just
3: respect Rocco for coming out Hell throwing, yeah. throwing heat out here. Appreciate you, my man.
0: Do these, what you do. Get it how you live. These callers don't check in on the home team with this stuff. But back in the day, the old home team location... This is what you got all day. All kinds of stuff just like this. Thanks,
3: Steph Curry. Um,
0: What would you like to tease, Stone, to get these people to hang in there for that third segment of this hour? What would you like to tease the people with? Well, I think one of my
3: favorite parts of our Tuesday show is Ask Steve's. That will be on the way. I'm not sure we're going to do it right now, but no, no. I just wanted to hint at it because it is my favorite part okay. of the entire show. Plus,
0: could we have a comeback? Yeah, don't give yourself credit. That was not good. Um, <laughs> he, he's over here with his arms out like, yay. It
3: was, no, it was opposite. It was the opposite.
0: Oh, gotcha. Coming up as well, could we have a comeback that would make Tiger Woods winning the Masters in 2019 seem like meh big deal i guess is it possible we could have a comeback on an even larger stage that would mean more to the world than tigers masters in 2019 we'll tell you what that is it is ken leviga live
1: on espn 1063 oh it is From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And it is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport.
0: It is Ken LaVica Live on a Tuesday. Kenny is at a fishbowl party in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Did I get that right? Yeah. It's a fishbowl party. I believe always
3: just hanging out it, in actually, my seagull it, Actually, it,
0: it's Fishbowl Festival. It's a festival A fishbowl. Hopefully, fish hopefully it, he comes back with no fishbowl baby. Oh, boy. Uh, it is JC, brother love. That's me filming in today alongside Stone Lebanowitz. And uh, today, I think, is the first installment of Ask Steve's. Is that right? It is our third. Oh, it's the third installment. Yeah, it is. Fantastic. President of Good Karma Brands, parent company of ESPN West Palm, former host of the Stephen Craig Show, Steve Pulitziner, He will be joining us in the next hour to answer some life related questions for you. Ask Steve's, kind of like Ask Jeeves, if you're old enough to remember the failed search engine, which um, got annihilated by Yahoo and then later by Google. You don't remember Ask Jeeves?
3: No, I don't. You can't. And Ken made fun of me that day when we came up with the name when we decided we were going to bring, or Steve was going to be coming on once a week. And uh, yeah, it was a, yeah. a show long thing. He made fun of me the whole time.
0: Fair enough. Um, you played football a very long time. You were a high school football star and a college football star as quarterback at South Fork and then on to Southern Illinois. We had a USFL player this weekend, and I know no one saw this because no one watches the USFL. And by that, I mean, Stone, it, uh, it, it airs on, I think, Fox. But if you ever see the games, there's nobody in the stands. Yeah, there's nobody in the stands.
3: Sometimes they play at like the soccer arenas that the teams in their city use. Fair enough.
0: I think we've got the sound, do we not? Do we have the... Hold on, can you tell me what... Just verbalize, just tell me what's going on. I gotta pull it up. Oh, okay, okay. So we're gonna grab the sound here. Uh, this dude happened to take a kind of... Well, he got smashed. He got smashed in the game, and he was also miked up. So you can hear him talk about the injury that he sustained during the play. Um, you can hear the actual contact. And then you can hear him talking to his teammates on the sideline, explaining to him what happened when he got blown up. He did. He got smashed.
3: He got rocked.
0: Um, do you know the player's name by any chance? Isaiah Henny, and he plays for the Birmingham Baron. No. <laughs> The uh, what is Atlantic Bir- City Breakers. It's the Birmingham uh, Bulls? Stallions. It's the Stallions. Bur- I swear, whatever. I didn't make that up. There's only there's four USFL teams, and they all play in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> it's what
3: it, like a little league. That's what it should be. Yeah, I actually wagered on the Philadelphia Stars game the other day.
0: Take a you would uh, take a listen to Isaiah Henny Listen to him getting blown up, and then listen to him talking to his teammates about what just happened.
3: Ooh. I lost one. Well, it's, it's just a wisdom
4: tooth, though. That's what you were talking about today? Right now, yeah,
3: on the head. Something came out? Yeah. Are you right? Yeah, I'm fine. All the way in the back?
0: Yeah, it's all the way in the back. It was chipping already. Did you pick it up? What? It cool. well, it's like coming out in pieces. He he got blown up, and he said his wisdom tooth uh, flew out of his mouth. Which I have no
3: idea how that happened.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. If your wisdom tooth is that visible and such, right, if it's that apparent, He says, well, it's breaking off in pieces. So he's not feeling physical pain because the the roots aren't exposed. But anytime you get chipped, broken teeth, it's still kind of gross. Yeah. And your tongue keeps going there and it keeps feeling weird and awkward. You know, like you're doing it right now. Like I see with your tongue right now still in the band. What are you doing with your tongue? I'm trying to get down to that wisdom tooth. Uh, Mine are completely sideways. So if you've ever seen the x-rays in my head, my wisdom teeth are completely horizontal. And so they can't be removed. They're just going to crush my teeth altogether until finally I'm dead.
3: I'll tell you this. When you're wearing a football helmet, you do have your chin strap. Yeah. But right there is that gap underneath your ear to the end of your chin strap that is exposed. Mm -hmm. So if somebody does come underneath that with the helmet, I can see actually where your wisdom tooth might pop or it might hit that foundation, that base of that wisdom tooth. And he's
0: talking about it already being chipped and stuff. First of all, he's not a dentist. And we know he's not that great of a football player because he plays in the USFL. So... Maybe it's not a wisdom tooth. It. Maybe it's an incisor. Maybe it's a molar. He doesn't
3: know. Oh, yes, he does. When he spit it out, when you see it slow-mo, it's he, humongous. He, oh, so... It's his wisdom tooth. You sure? It, it, he spits right. it out, and it like comes out like it weighs a pound.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't weigh a pound. I know it doesn't. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. By the way, Deshaun Watson is talking to the media from Brown's camp as we speak. We hope to maybe get some of this sound in the second hour of Ken LaViga Live. If not, uh, we'll definitely have some for you during Josh Torn of the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina today between 4 and 6. Coming up next, ask Steve's Plus, could there be a comeback in sports that would make Tiger Woods' Masters Championship of 2019 seem like a routine return to glory? You know, kind of just an average, all right, yeah, I get it. Is it possible
1: I know you think it's crazy, but I'll tell you what that might be. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.